something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Howdy, my witchy poo. How you doing today? Getting all Southern on you today. Howdy, my Alf. How are you? <laughs> Howdy. Today, I'm so excited because it is the most ridiculous episode title I think we've had to date, and which is why I'm excited. And it's Karma Chameleon, because that is a song from the illustrious Boy George uh, from the 80s. And Back I just thought that we day. should name this one of my... Do what? Back in the day. Back in the day. It's one of my favorite Culture Club songs. And really quick, I just have to say, in high school, we had favorite person's day that we would dress up as for like Spirit <laughs> Week or whatever it was. And in the 10th grade, I dressed up as Boy George. <laughs> and how they all didn't know I was gay then. I mean, I, I had a bi-level hair. Seriously. I had a bi-level haircut. <laughs> Um, I dressed as Boy George is like Did you people. get a haircut just for the day or was it like that anyhow? It was kind of like that anyhow, okay. but <laughs> it was good though. Like I had the whole braid thing going on anyway. So I bring this up because I'm crazy and <laughs> it's the first time I ever even was introduced to the word karma. So uh-huh. that's why I brought it up. I'm like, and I'm not going to kill everybody by singing, but I'm like, karma, what is karma? Right. And so I thought it'd be interesting to, you know, name the episode Karma Chameleon. <laughs> I think it's great. Is that how you were introduced to Karma too? That's exactly not at all how I was introduced to Karma. <laughs> That's hey, fantastic. Listen, I not only learn the concept or learn the word karma from a drag queen. I have a I have a long history with drag queens. I also learned how to play pool like a shark from a drag queen. <laughs> 
So I, I have a very illustrious past with um, drag queens, like in, introducing important things. Why am I not surprised by this? <laughs> yeah, pool and karma. So let's go into karma. What is it, Bren? What is karma? So karma is the universal energetic balancing mechanism. So people, you know, sometimes are afraid of karma. They're like, oh, karma's bad. Well, it's really just course correcting things <laughs> is, is how you think about it. So it's not personal, right? It's not someone's out to get you or, you know, keeping score or tabs on you in a bad way. It's literally what you put out comes back. That's the easiest, simplest way to think about it. Is it like the earth scales of justice? It's not even scales of justice because there's a, an implied punitive component of scales mm. of justice. And it's not really like that. It's agnostic. It's like if something's really high, then something really low has to counterbalance that. Mm. And it's not done collectively. It's done individually. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. Oh, you own it, baby. That's what yeah. you just said. You own yeah. it. It is yours. <laughs> Yeah, you're creating it, yes. And you own it. Sometimes I think this is perhaps a little bit snarky, but sometimes when like someone who's, you know, those people who are sort of in a downward spiral, like they just hurt everyone they touch and they are blowing up businesses and people and places wherever they go. They just like, it's just, you know, just destruction wherever you go. And, and then they jump the planet. And I think, you know, that's probably a good thing because they created a lot of, you know, negative karma on that journey. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so right. that, you know, the score will, you know, even out in a way that it would just be really hard if they came back in the next life, right? If they just kept on that trajectory. What's so interesting about what you just said about how we own our karma, though, like I'm, that was, it, especially at the time when you first introduced me to the idea, it was like really eye opening. And the way that you taught me more about it was, incredibly fascinating. And so I'm just going to like jump in with a something that you had shared. And the reason I break this up, because you just talked about like if somebody was really just being destructive and then they jumped and it was probably good things that were creating so much bad karma. There's also, and this is what I didn't understand at the time, and what I've also have since taught other people and had long conversations about this, is about boundaries. So if you actually get in someone else's way, you're getting in the way of their karma. And so you're actually right. bringing theirs into yours. And so when we try to help people, right? Well, you've taken over their karma. You're taking <laughs> right. it over. And so if they have a challenge, and this is, look, I want to be really clear. I'm not a parent. Clearly, the hardest job in the world, right, is parenting. And I'm not a parent. But when parents or partners or spouses swoop in to take care of someone they love in an extraordinary way that crosses that boundary, that's why it's dysfunctional. Right. When they have taken it, whether it's dealing with a teacher or a friend, you know, watching your kids try and figure out friendships is very challenging. And there are absolute boundaries that have to be interrupted. But there are times also where you just need to let them find their way, find their voice. Because if you take it over, they can't fix it, right? They can't find that inner strength. They can't learn that lesson if you've stepped in. Now the universe has to figure out how to give that lesson to them again where you won't interfere. Right. Right. Well, and it also comes from that place of when you step in, it's like, you know, it's a little bit of that Superman with his hands on his hips and his back arch, like, I can do it. I can say, <laughs> right? Like, there's that kind of yes. syndrome, which I once had. So I understand that. <laughs> Where it's like, I can do it better. Let me get, because I can operate in the world pretty easy. For That's what elves do. <laughs> we do. And again, we bake cookies for those who have forgotten that lesson. And trees. 
But you taught me so many things in life, and this is one of the ones that, gosh, it stuck. It was that you can't lay in the street or in the path of where someone's going down because you literally just stop them. Even though you think you're helping, you're not. I think that's a really important thing about karma that people, I don't think, understand is you think you're helping. You think it's positive, right? You think you're doing the right thing. But you're not. But there's a balance to it, right? There is a balance. There's a balance. There's there's a help. There's helping, mm-hmm. and then there's overtaking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. And I it's used to be an overtaker. It's a, yeah, it's a thin line. It is. And for people who are capable, so capable in the world, overtaking is easy. And you're like, what? I didn't even do anything. <laughs> like you didn't even notice that you just cleaned up a whole bunch of steps for them that they didn't get to reset in their karmic balance. Right. And then all the crap I brought on of theirs, that's now mine. Mm-hmm. So then I have to go deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And I think that is like lesson number one. Well, there's many lessons with the karma, but one that I think is misunderstood. <laughs> right? right? The misunderstanding is like you think if you do something good, it's going to come back. But what people don't understand is that you can go too far and it reverses that. You actually aren't getting dharma which I know we're going to get into, comes back. Because I didn't even know that until literally a minute ago, that good karma is called dharma. I'm like, really? That explains that show, Dharma and Greg, that used to be on ABC. I'm like, oh, crap. It all became really clear. But we should probably back up for a second, and you should probably explain that. (laughs) So so when the universe has this balancing mechanism called karma and dharma, the karmic piece are the lessons or the debt owed, and the Dharma are the blessings that are owed to the individual. Did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> and now I know. Seriously, I used to watch Dharma and Greg. I never even watched. Now, I somehow paid attention to Karma by Boy George, but I could not pay attention to Dharma <laughs> on well, ABC. We hear Karma all the time, and people toss around like, Karma's going to get you, right? And that, that's right. said a lot. But Dharma's not as popular. I don't know how the show did. but <laughs> It did all right, but I think we should bring Dharma back. Not yeah, the show, run. but just in general, yeah. so people can un- yeah. start to understand that that is a yeah. blessing, because I didn't understand yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great concept, It's a really right? great blessing. I just think that, at least for me, and I, and I know a lot, of, a lot of people that, especially empaths, mm-hmm. you know, can feel other people's stuff. They just, A, they, they want to fix it, right? They want to help. They, they want to help. And they want to feel better, right? It's a bit of a selfish motive, motive actually, if you, if you really want to mm-hmm. dig deep into it, because mm-hmm. those that are feeling that they want to remove those feelings that aren't theirs, and they think that, let me go fix this thing, but it's selfish. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a break. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome back. So we were talking about what I call basically codependence (laughs) or interfering, which is why boundaries are your friends. I often say this phrase, boundaries are your friends, specifically for those who are very capable in life, for those who are very sensitive in life, for those who care so much and are so generous and open-hearted You have to learn how to serve people without helping or interfering. And I put helping in quotes. You couldn't see my bunny ears (laughs) when I said that. But she did. I can see them. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. I can confirm. Thank you, my elf. You're welcome. (laughs) Right? So helping, dysfunctional helping or dysfunctional rescuing is where you're interfering. And so boundaries that says, is this mine? Is this assisting and serving at the highest level? Or is this a codependence or something that I'm doing to actually elevate my status in the world, right? So that I can swoop in with my Superman stance and cape flying in the background and look like the hero. If any of those are checked, any of those boxes are checked, step away and reestablish your boundary and say, I can coach you. I can be a guide on the side, but I am not going to take responsibility. I'm, this is, I'm going to teach you to fish and not fish for you because it's empowering. It's honoring. It's very exciting. And people get so proud of themselves when they get themselves out of a pickle. See, that is exactly, I think, the most important point. I mean, out of a pickle is one of the funniest sayings. Like, I still don't get it. Uh, I mean, like, I don't get the pickle part. But <laughs> sorry about that. No, I know what you mean. It's just always one of those things. I was like, I can't break that down and understand. You got yourself in a pickle? Does that mean a pickle jar? Yes. Oh, got That's it. Sure. Yeah. Then we should change that too. I got myself in a pickle jar. But <laughs> that aside, is imagine, you know, when you figure something out yourself, you're elated. Like, oh, I did this. I sorted this out on my own, right? I figured out how to get myself out of a pickle jar. You know, <laughs> I might have had some help, had some instructions, but I, still but I to do figured it. out how to do it to take that away from someone 
feels karmically criminal. Well, and it's a little bit like you're stepping back and you're taking a class you've already had in earth school and you're robbing someone of advancing in earth school. See, that's the criminal part. We're yeah. robbing, right? Yeah. Don't steal the pickles, man. <laughs> that's the lesson is don't steal the damn pickles. Let people get their own damn pickle. But I think that's so crucial because... It's also how we learn, right? How well do you learn when somebody does something for you? Well, you don't, right? right. You don't. And that's why you have 30-year-olds moving back into parents' basements. <laughs> well, That's not no. the only reason, but it can be a reason. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's, it's why, you know, I've seen this, and I, too, am not a parent, You and I do believe that raising children is the hardest job, next to possibly tightrope walking, I'm just going to say out loud, because I think that would be a very difficult job if you're a tightrope walker. Which you are if you're a parent. But you Exactly. You are all of the above when you're a parent, is the ones who are constantly sheltering, doing for, here, I'll do your homework. Here, I will do your laundry till you are through college. I'll do, And then they get out into the world, and they're incapable. And again, we're not here to judge parents because oh, as adults, no. we, we well, do this all the time, right? We do we, we violate boundaries all the time because it makes us more comfortable. I can't sleep at night knowing that, whatever it is, fill in the blank, about someone else. So we need to swoop in and, and set someone else straight so that we can feel better. Right. That, by definition, is codependence. <laughs> right. So I'm going to pivot us from being judgy non-parents about parents <laughs> yes. to a question that we get that is phrased lots of different ways from so many of our awesome listeners. You guys ask us karma questions. Yes, you do. And yes. ask a lot of karma questions. And I love them. Our insiders are so awesome. Right? <laughs> They're on it. And so now I can actually finally tell them we have officially answered your karma because we're going to in a minute. But they talk about karma coming from past lives. Mm. And they want to understand more about that. So let's hit it. Let's can we like take a few minutes and and talk about karma that is informing, you know, the life we have now from past ones. Yes, that's what I would say. Yes, your past karma is informing this life. <laughs> and sometimes when we do boneheaded things, we can actually trace it back to something we did in this life or like, oh man, that just came back to bite me in the butt but came in a different form. I can't think of a good example right now, but I've had them. I've seen them in other people. Maybe perhaps you can think of one, my elf. That it's um, my daily it, life. I'm bitten the ass all the time. <laughs> what are you saying? But it's specifically, you know, something that you did created this chain of events, and all of a sudden it blows up in your face. You're like, right. oh my god, I did that. We call that instant karma when it comes back in the same life. <laughs> like you know, it's just like ah, stubbing my toe. That's one I get a lot. <laughs> Moving too fast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, and so this is karma's job, right? So karma specifically. The mechanism of karma, I should say, creates when you create this feeling in the world, whether it's joy or the opposite, right? If you're um, if you're diminishing someone, is what I was going to say. <laughs> but either way, you understand what karma does. It creates the situation where you experience the same thing. So whether you're uplifting or you're being diminished. It's karma that creates these. And, you know, the universal mechanism that creates this balance in the world will use all kinds of avenues that we couldn't even see coming, we couldn't even understand. It's, you know, the magic of the world. And so this is what karma is. And that is how you get your curriculum of earth school is from your karma, right? That's how it happens. So don't worry about your past life karma, although it can be very interesting and very fun to find out what that is, or just find out what past lives are. You may or may not, in a past life experience, figure out what your karma is from that life. But 
know that everything you live in this life, it's not to say that you don't influence it or uplevel it or escalate it up or down the scale by your actions in this life, but how it is set up is from your karma. That's the balancing mechanism of the world. So the best thing you can do if you really want to sort of influence your future karma because that's what your power is. Your power is in the present. If you want to influence your future karma, be mindful. Be very, very mindful of how you live your life. So in business school, <laughs> funny funny that business school is the, the role model for this, but what, in business school, what they would teach us is when you set your leadership patterns and how you're going to lead an organization or move, lead through challenges, they would say, make sure that if your leadership style, your behavior shows up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal that you would be proud. That was their way <laughs> to create instant karma, but to keep our guidance on the high vibe or the high side of leadership. And so that is what you can do today in this moment to influence your future karma. Okay, so maybe the Wall Street Journal isn't your standard. I don't know, that's good though. <laughs> I think that's a really great example to use, and I'm impressed that I know it's, part, it's pretty that, cool, right? right? Yeah, it's um, pretty great. What I do in my own head and when I have a karmic conversation with someone is I always talk about, do I want to do this again in a, in a future life? <laughs> right? It's like, I always say, it's like, I've already done this once here. I don't want to go do it again, especially if it's crappy. Right? I want to go, I want to figure this out. I want to clean it up, so to speak. I want to, like, make right. it right. Whatever it may be. I don't want to do it again. And I definitely don't want to do it again in this life because that happens too. It's like, oh my God, have I been caught in oh, cycles yeah. of it over and over and over and over and over again. The big things, I don't want to do again. And it was really interesting. Years ago, I had a job that took me around the world. It was probably about 15 years ago, I needed to go to India for a business trip. And I remember stepping foot, not in the airport. It's when I actually stepped in the soil. It was very, because I remember the moment very specific, right? The, those very specific impacts. Very specifically, I remember, oh, God, I love this place. It feels mm -hmm. like home. Now, Isn't that great? how could that feel like home to a girl raised in rural Oklahoma, right? Military dad, accounting mom, how could India feel like home? <laughs> <laughs> then I met you. <laughs> then I met you, and you introduced me to a really interesting fella, and his name is Jade Luna. Can't possibly be his real name, or at least his birth name, um, because he practices Asterian, which is a different kind of astrology. It's the 26 signs. And he does these really interesting readings, and he did one for me, and it was my five past karmic lives that are influencing this life. So do you mind if I'm, I tell you a story? I can't or do you want to correct you me? tell us a story. When we come back from oh, this break. <laughs> damn breaks. Here we go again. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. And we are about to hear my elves' five past life readings, right? Is that what it is from Jade Luna? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the five past karmic lives that are influencing this life. Right. So it was interesting as he's going through this. And I think I still have a notebook where I was writing the notes down. And the first one that he said to me, he's like, well, I see you in this life and you were in India. I'm like, no shit. That makes sense now, right? Yeah. So he proceeds to tell me, and he does this in such a beautiful way, and I hope people seek him out if they're interested. It's Jade Luna, L-U-N-A. And he proceeds to tell me a story. And God knows I love a good storyteller. And he starts telling me a story about how I lived in India. I was in an arranged marriage, and I wasn't happy. And he goes, it was very unlike the time that you lived there is that you actually became an overeater and you became an alcoholic, because that's how you dealt with your with your misery. And I'm like, ouch. <laughs> like, Ow, that one hurt. That gut punch is like, oh, that's a little too familiar and a little too exposing. I don't think I like this anymore. Vulnerability. Right? But it made sense. Mm-hmm. And it was alerting me to, okay, I need to learn to deal with this, my stuff differently, right? Because I clearly in that story and weirdly, why was I one of the only ones that in the time that was dealing with grief and pain and all those things through addictions? And so then I had to start dealing with my own addiction issues, and I did start dealing with them and started trying to figure them out. They're tough people. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? It's a real tough one. 
But it made a lot of sense. I'm like, okay, so I have, I've had addictions, and I'm sure that wasn't my only life, but that was the one that he brought up about. Because I think addictions are one of those things that I understand that go that can go from lifetime to lifetime if you don't deal with them. Exactly. Right? So that was interesting. But the one, there's all five. I could take up an hour doing this, so I won't do it. But I'll, I'll give you the one that I thought was also really fascinating. And I was a man in Africa, and I was the son of a shaman. And my father was incredible. He lived to be quite old, and he was a healer. And everybody came from all the villages around to see my father. And once he passed, the expectations that I would be the one who would step in and take over, let's call it his practice. And I started, and I realized, and I was also getting feedback, that I wasn't as good as my father. (laughs) So I quit. Right? I actually gave the practice over to someone else who was assisting him who actually wasn't that good and, and ruined it, actually. But I walked away because I was fearful of not being good enough. I mean, have we all not lived that one? Oh, yeah. Kind of seems just, like we all have. So, the, so right, tender, right, so vulnerable. So the lesson yeah. in that is— well, don't be a quitter, but you're always good enough. You know, you're a different version of. And also in the story, he's like, what I'm seeing is that you would have been better than your father. Given time. Given time. You didn't give yourself time to grow. Right. You didn't give yourself time to be that expert and grow into that place. Mm-hmm. And I have seen that in lots of places. I'm very instant. Yeah. I came out of the womb being very athletic. Anything with a <laughs> stick and a ball— I mean, nailed it. Anything. Like, I picked up a golf club. First time I ever swung a golf club, I probably hit it 150 yards, and I was seven years old. <laughs> Just natural <laughs> abilities. And so if it's not natural to me, I don't want to do it, right, if I can't do it. So that was a very interesting, important lesson. So these things, like, these are things in our life, and, and it's not like I did anybody wrong. Right. But but also think about— I did myself wrong. How many times did you edit your book? Oh. Countless. Literally. Like, I, I don't even know. I mean, it was a lot. Yeah. It was more than 10. Yeah. Easily. More than 20. Easily. Yeah. But this is the value of realizing like, oh, I've balanced that karma. I didn't know how to write a book. Oh, my word. You're absolutely right. And also to the point, and you know how many times I edited because you kept writing, reading my re-edit. So <laughs> I know you probably have a tally. Um, and I thank you. If I did not thank you enough <laughs> you at the time, I'm going to thank you right now for all of that, <laughs> the gift of your time. If, if, if that was incredible. It was on, an honor. Which really quickly, and I'll do this one fast, is there was another life where I was, by the way, none of my lives was I gay, P.S., at least not the ones that they told me about. But I was married to a man, and we lived in London. And it was, I think, around the time. There's a lot of mysticism that was happening at the time. And my husband and I were privately teaching mysticism. This was when they were burning witches and, and things like that, right? And what happened was that one of our students ratted us out. Either they burned him and cut my head off or vice versa. I don't remember, but both, either one of them is a terrible way to die yeah. because we were found out. Chances are you were the one that was burned if you were the witch. Yeah, I'm sure I was the one that was burned. That's just not right. <laughs> and so, you know, the lesson in something like that, I mean, that's all about speaking is death, right? Mm. The lesson in, in that is like if you speak, you will die. 
And I luckily had that reading before I even started writing the book about ghost and psychic abilities and you and all of these things because anybody who deals in the world that we deal in had that fear. It still exists. Yeah, we've all— God knows you have had a lot of it. (laughs) You've been slapped down a lot. Well, yeah, anyone who works in that world. But also, isn't it interesting that when the abuse started in your family, right, it was something you couldn't speak of— and you developed a stutter. Correct. Right. For those so that didn't know, I used to stutter. <laughs> <laughs> I do not any longer, but I did. Because <laughs> stuttering is trauma. So is wetting the bed, P.S. Both happen at the same time. And specifically for you, with this karmic lesson of I have something, I, it's not okay to speak in public, right? It's not okay to share Right. This is how it impacts you. Someone who didn't have that past karma may not have embodied that lesson in this way. You're totally right. And the hardest part about when I was writing, because I remember I remember telling you and I remember telling Suzanne that the last thing I was going to do was write about my stepdad because I, <laughs> I wasn't going to give him the air right. and the energy for right. it. And then a story had happened and I had no choice. Like I had to. And yeah. it ended up being the most incredible thing I had could possibly do for myself was to say it and put it out into the world. And can I tell you the number of people that have come to me? And they can, like, talk about loss and grief, but they have come to me and said, you talked about child abuse. You talked about something that is so scary to people. Ghosts are one thing, but yeah. that is actually scarier. That's more of a threat. That's to people so and to so bring brave. it out. And I, I was like, oh, damn. I and he's did. still alive. Yeah, he I, is. Yeah. He's still around. Last I, yeah. I, I heard, I think he's still around. <laughs> no, I do. I don't really. But, but it is different, right? I mean, you have to be so brave to do that. Yeah. Yes. And, and you, talk you about do. karmic balancing from that London, from the England right. life, right? The karmic balance of it, I am speaking my truth, right? This is karmic balancing in the most beautiful healing way, taking back these lessons and um, just owning them, really, really, truly owning them. And this is the gift of karma, that we get to do this. We get to close the gaps. We get to balance things by our choices and our actions. And even if you don't know your past life lessons, you know, (laughs) you know your inner truth and let that guide you. These experiences, these subtle inner knowings of when you land in a foreign land and it feels at home or it feels like I never want to be here again, trust that. This is your guidance. You don't have to necessarily go through a past life regression. You can just have these quick flashes. Your nervous system is firing with information for you. That's why, again, a little plug for meditation. (laughs) Meditation is a little like doing a past life regression. It's the difference of turning left or right when you get down that path, but it's really dropping in and paying attention to that guidance. That will guide you according to your karmic knowing. And I think you'll also know there are people from your past life that are coming in for whatever karmic reason it may be, listen to your body with that. Well, I remember one time somebody touched me. It was my back, touched me on the back of my shoulder, and I wanted to jump out of my skin. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know who it was. But my body was like, oh, no, 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 not that one. Yeah. And remember, right, the first time I met you, you didn't know who I was. I touched the back of your heart. Yeah. And there was not that feeling. Correct. Right. 
So, right, there's, so it's not just, oh, anyone touches me from behind, I don't know who they are or whatever, right? It's knowing there's instant transmission and you have to pay attention to it. So that's what I would say. If you're curious about your karma, it's influencing the life you're living and how you're living is influencing your future karma, right? These are choices you can make to keep in mind. Doesn't have to show up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal or any other page or website. <laughs> it shows up you, in your own personal front page, though. It, it is right there, personal people. And you are in charge. So yeah, pay you attention. Are. Yeah. So Thank you, on. Brenda. That was great. I love to, I, I learn from you every day of my life. <laughs> You're so kind. And I learn from you as well, my elf. <laughs> you learn, you, you, get the, you get the benefit of what I learn from drag queens. I'll teach you how to play pool when I see you. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, Art of School is hard. Without the other side. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.